You are about to listen to the Friends of Anchor podcast, which keeps you up to date with the inspirational work of the Friends of Anchor charity and everything that it's doing to support cancer and haematology care in the northeast of Scotland. Hello and a very warm welcome to the Friends of Anchor podcast. In a dramatic development, I have been stripped of editorial oversight of this episode, leaving me with nothing to say to you in this introduction. I hope that you enjoy whatever they have decided to put into this episode, and I promise to be back in charge next time. So, in our news and update section this month, we don't have Erica, and that's because we have Sarah Hogg of Friends Vanker. So, Sarah, it's lovely to have you here this month, uh, just to update us in Erica's absence. But also, I think you're here especially to tell us about something that is happening in the month of November. What are we going to talk about, Sarah? That's right, Mike. Today, we are doing a courage takeover of the podcast. I'm so excited about it. Not like our our usual podcast format, but this month we are launching the model search for Courage on the Catwalk and its brother event, Brave. Um, So looking for 24 models out there in the northeast of Scotland to apply and come and get involved and embrace the experience that's ahead for these two shows. Fantastic. And briefly, what do people have to do if they are interested or what do friends and families of the prospective models have to do if they are interested in nominating someone? So the process is application form. So we would ask people to get in touch with us or go on the website and you'll find a means of getting the application form. We send that over if you can complete that and any supporting letter that you might wish to put forward or a nomination letter. We always love those because essentially, Mike, all we have is words on paper. We don't have photos. We ask for no photos. It's very much just that application form. And you're just giving us a feel of that person, of why you wish to have them up there on that catwalk next May. There's a panel of consultants and nurses from the anchor unit, as well as some of our sponsors and our suppliers and ourselves and the staff team. And it's a very, very hard task, as you'll imagine, Mike, trying to take that shortlist down to 24. But it's a representation of all of those that, you know, that we know and love that are going through the unit and, and who have been through the unit, you know, years gone by. We've had someone, I remember a model that was 21 years a survivor. She was having her 21st birthday for a survivorship the weekend after Courage on the Catwalk. You know, so having a whole spectrum of those that are currently going through it or have been through it in years gone by. You know, it's that whole thing of just coming into this experience. We're not defined by that diagnosis, but it's because of that diagnosis that we're in the room together. But we are going to give the experience our all and just have so much fun together. Terrific. And you're justifying this takeover of the podcast by the fact that it's been going 10 years. Tell the listeners a bit more about that and what's installed in the rest of the podcast. Yeah, so it's quite surreal, really. It's 10 years since the first show, 2013, as we record this, but it's the 10th Courage in the Catwalk next year. And we're moving the event, you know, I think Erica's touched on this with you before, Mike, in previous podcast episodes, but we're moving the event, it's getting a new home at P&J Live, so next year is a really special year for us. 
For those that are listening that maybe don't even know what Courage in the Cat, Walk Her Brave is about, we would really encourage you to look out in the papers, follow our socials over this month because you'll be learning all about it as we launch the model search. But it's a chance to celebrate those that we love that have been through a diagnosis, to see them up on that catwalk. And as I hope you'll learn in the rest of this episode today, it is so much more than show weekend. It is an experience that lives on well after the curtain goes down on show weekend and I'm just really excited because with this takeover there's three of us in the room today doing the podcast we've got Gail Rose who heads up the team at Premier Productions Gail and the team have been with us right from when the event began back in 2013 and they give the models the training and all the choreography for the shows Gail does all the music and the production of the show you'll hear about this a little bit later on but there is so much to that than just the technique of getting on that catwalk it's the confidence that Gail and the team instill and we've got Judy as well Judy was one of our first models in 2013 also our eldest model to take to the catwalk she was 81 when she took to the stage for courage and she is with us today to share a little bit about the experience what prospective models could expect with the experience and I love it because, you know, we all acknowledge how that first thought of getting on a catwalk would fill most people with fear. But you'll hear in the podcast just how much the experience is brought into a level that is just so fun. All the inhibitions get thrown out the window. Terrific. And very much looking forward to hearing what Gail and Judy say. And in fact, not only are you taking over this episode... But you're also putting me out of a job because you are doing the questioning and having the conversation with them. So let's just launch straight into that. You recorded that earlier and let's have a listen. Hello, everybody. I'm Sarah from Friends of Anchor. Very privileged to lead up the team there at the charity and have been there since Courage in the Catwalk was just a seed of an idea and been there every year since. Today, I'm with two very special guests as we do a little courage takeover of the Friends of Anchor podcast. So let's start, ladies, a little introduction of how our worlds all collided. So, Gail, do you want to just say a few words to those that are listening? Hi, I'm Gail Rose from Premier Productions, and we produce the show, choreograph the show, do the styling for the show, and train all our wonderful 24 courage ladies And we support and help the new Courage models every year just to build their confidence, be there for them. Yeah, and just celebrate big time with them at the end. Fab. And Judy? I'm Judy Alexander. I'm 92. And I was one of the first Courage models in 2013 when Friends of Anchor started Courage on the Catwalk. And I'm very proud to say I've been with them all the way. And it's been a pleasure to go back and talk about courage because it gave me such a wonderful thing in my life to be chosen to be one of the girls 10 years ago. And it changed everything for me. And I haven't looked back since. So today you're going to hear us just having a little chat about an event that we hold really close in our hearts. And it was back in 2013. That was our very first Courage on the Catwalk event. Um, and it's quite surreal to think that it's yeah, 10 years since you, Judy, and the rest of your ladies took to that catwalk. We always call you the OG crew, the originals. 
And you've been long with us ever since that event first happened. But I think for our listeners, they might be quite interested to hear how Courage all came about. So Gail, I was having a little think this morning about back in the day when our world first collided. And that was two of our friends of Anchor fundraisers were doing a fashion show. And they had such a great event planned and a lot of people there to watch it. But listening to them in the kind of preparation stages, I was thinking, oh, we could really do with a professional here to help us out to produce the show. And then along came you, Gail. And we worked together on that event and we loved it. And there was just something in that connection between two of us that we then were like, right, we need to do something again together. Collaborate. Yeah, it'd be great just to hear it from you. Yeah, so you and I met, I think, first of all, at 5e Live before that show. And the guest artist was Beverly Knight. That was how we first met Mm -hmm. because I was queuing you on stage. It was a fantastic event. We met again at the hotel for the charity show for Friends of Anchor. You and I got chatting and thought, let's have a coffee together. Can we do a show together? Can we collaborate? And yeah, we met down the beach. I'm sure with a cup of tea, bacon butties. I'm sure there was chips. There Always food well. involved. <laughs> Always food involved. And yeah, from then, Courage on the Catwalk was born. I think then as well, and we spoke about doing a fashion show together, there was a real commitment that it wasn't just going to be a show. There was going to be more around the experience and like the journey of us getting to that show day. And I guess that's where Courage on the Catwalk started to really come about. There's such a heart behind it. And, you know, even the suppliers that have been with us from day one, Courage on the Catwalk is just so much more than show day. And that's become so evident over the years. And... For us, we get to know the families as well as the models. And I think, Judy, it'd be great to ask you at this point, you came on our very first Courage in the Catwalk event. Your daughter, your lovely daughter, Sarah, nominated you. Uh, what was your thoughts in those early days? I mean, we hadn't even had an event prior to let you see what you were going to be a part of. Well, when she said, I've nominated you for something called Courage on the Catwalk, I said, goodness, you didn't do that. They won't want me. And she said, oh, I think they will, Mum. And I said, I know I've had cancer twice, but they won't want me because I'm old. And she said, oh, I think you could do it. And then she came back to say, you're in, Mum. I was thrilled, actually, absolutely thrilled. And from then on, meeting the girls then that were our 24 they've become friends through the years and we're all very close very close and it's more than just the modeling it's everything it's just everything and hearing other people talking about their stories I think it's a wonderful thing and I would wish everybody who have had cancer or are going through it to enter for this it's a wonderful thing It really is. And I think even knowing the reality of courage, why it's come about, is a reality that we wished it was in no one's household, no one's family. But there is something in it, it kind of unifies us from the get-go when we first meet everybody. And there's such an atmosphere in the room from that very first model meet. And you you talk on the friendships, you have all these things on, but the fun that you have when you go and watch the shows. It's almost easy to remind yourself why we're all there, because there's such a joy and a celebration in the room, albeit there are moments of real emotion and reflection. But essentially, really, the whole experience for the models and the whole experience for those in the room is about bringing joy. And I guess, again, back to you, Judy, as a model, what did it feel when you stepped out on that catwalk? Terrified. (laughs) (laughs) Terrified the first time, 
terrified, but the backup you get, and Gail has it all so well planned and everything, and everybody's rooting for you, and you feel quite proud of yourself, yeah. if I may say, yeah. that you've done so. it, you know, yeah. and Gail would give you things to wear, and I used to think, oh, I love this, you know, and they were all so good, and then when you came on, as you say, and there was your family and everybody there. Oh, my goodness. And you knew that everybody was rooting for you, yeah. no matter whether they were family or not. And the girls, we were so close, so close. It's just brilliant. And Gail, hearing Judy talk about that, like about the fittings, and even before we get up on that catwalk, you know, we say the experience never ends for them, but also where it starts, you know, they all meet as a model group and they meet us, they meet the team at Friends of Anchor, they meet the team at Premiere, and then we're with them in all the weeks running up to show. It tends to be about three months before a show that we get together. And then we meet for five rehearsals and we've got fittings and we've got the get-togethers, the dinners, the social events that happen in the lead-up to the event, because a big part of this is building confidence. Can you talk us through how that magic happened? We've a great team at Premier with the girls, with our models. So we meet the Courage ladies and start training them, first of all, how to walk. But doing simple things like let's all walk together in a big circle just to try and build their confidence up. And really each week you see a change on every new year, you know, the 24. I keep thinking in my head, 10 years, you know, and the amount of ladies that have enjoyed the experience, had joy for everybody, joy for us as well. But yeah, each week you see their confidence growing right through to show one. And then by the time we get to the last show, nobody wants it to end. You know, they want another day added on at the end. Let's do it all again because yeah. they're all ready by that point to do yeah. it again. Because I think that first meeting as well, Judy, you can confirm this. I suppose there is a bit of what have I let myself yeah. in for. Definitely. And trying to believe us as well that you've just met for the first time. You know, they keep saying this is going to be fantastic. But that can take every single week and right up until the show before that's achieved. But I would say it is achieved by the end. I think all 24 ladies every year have left so much more confident in themselves as well as to what they know they can now wear and not mm -hmm. be scared at anything. And necklines, you know, for some that have had surgery, they've always had that high neckline and you're getting them to embrace new necklines that they would never have done before. It's an empowerment too. Yeah, and like yeah. our young model that had a prosthesis, I always remember she'd never worn a dress or a skirt before. It was always trousers and she went out in that show with a dress on. I just wish that all the people who enter for it could get to oh, be taken. Yeah. I know, believe us, Judy. Every panel, that one conversation topic comes up each and every year. Could we I make know. more room in the lineup? Because it is, it's very hard that day. Of all the days of the process, that is a tough, tough day. But I think it comes back to that whole thing of the experience, the model experience. It's such an intimate one and it can be intimate in that way because it's 24. I think way back, we started maybe as 12. Well, we didn't think we'd get that many applying. You know? yeah. And then we both agreed on the car leading to the panel. Mm -hmm. We really need 24. Let's go for 24. 
then I think Judy, I got there and I was like, oh, could we do 36? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you keep up We'd gone from 12 to 24 but to 36, but we went back to 24. And 24, it's a good amount. It's a workable amount that you can still give the care as well, one-to-one, yeah. you know, and the passion to them. You've got enough of us all to give that out to 24 models. I think as well, we're always trying to ensure the representation. That word is really clear in the model search messaging, that it very much is a representation because everyone's deserving. Every application, that in itself takes courage, yeah. you know, to apply or to nominate a loved one, to get a loved one to say yes to embracing the experience. That in itself is a courageous thing to have done. We wish we could have every single person on that catwalk, but as we've just talked about, to be able to give the experience that you wish to, it has to be that 24 representation of all stretches of the northeast, all corners of it, all ages. And I think we do that because here was you, Judy, you took to the catwalk at 80, 81, 82? 81. 81. So when we think of when you came on that catwalk 2013, it had been almost 10 years from your diagnosis and your treatment yes. for breast cancer. And here you were taken to the catwalk. And I think there's something so special in that that resonates for those in the room that maybe have a loved one going through the unit. You know, seeing survivors up there, seeing those that are well past that diagnosis, seeing you living your life, strutting yourself down the catwalk. I think for us, that's so important to see that represented on the catwalk. And for you, I guess, for your family in the room, it had been a good while from your diagnosis How did that feel? I didn't feel that I shouldn't be there. I was proud to be there, to have conquered cancer twice. And when I saw the people who were going through treatments at that time, oh my goodness, my heart went out to them because I just thought, how hard. One of our ladies... Our dance teacher, she was 21 years in recovery. And she actually had a 21st birthday that had the double connotation, you know, that she was 21 years in recovery. But I feel like I'm 21 years of age. You know, it was such a big And how amazing for someone in the audience who's got a loved one going through the unit, you know, or they themselves are going through it and to think, that could be me. 21 years on. 21 years on, yeah. When you think it stemmed from you... Sarah Jane and Gail. And a bacon butty. And a bacon butty. This was just meant to be. It was so meant to be. And a big thank you to your father. He's been amazing through all of this. Yeah, I guess you're right there too, Judy. You know, just looking back over the years of Courage and the Catwalk and the chairman's involvement, back when it was just a seed of an idea, I'm just so grateful that he got right behind it. My dad and the the trustees at the time, you know, got behind this event because it wasn't necessarily going to be a big fundraiser. You know, the first focus of this was bringing a spotlight on these people that we see up at the unit every day. Families across the Northeast, just such an element of courage, and I don't use that word lightly, of facing what they go through. And to have family surrounding them as well in those dark days and that uncertainty of what's ahead and yet finding a means to bring them into an experience that was going to bring joy and bring an opportunity for family just to really just celebrate and love on them. And right from the get-go, we thought it will help share awareness, hopefully spread some hope as well and inspiration among all of us in the audience that we'd be lucky enough to watch on as these guys so courageously took to the catwalk. And the chairman and the trustees, as I said, got really behind it from day dot and never in our wildest dreams would we guess the level of fundraising that Courage and its brother event Brave have brought on. 
And, you know, it's our biggest fundraiser of the year. If you think how much it's raised, Courage and Brave, over the years, even for our Anchor Together appeal alone, that was our appeal for the Anchor Centre that's opening next year. We were just putting the figures together for something recently. And one million, so one half of our two million appeal came from Courage and Brave from the 2019-2021 show and 2023. I think I've got that right. It's a bit COVID in the middle. But those three shows of Courage and Brave raise half of that appeal that's going to go out and be part of that legacy for the Anchor Centre. And the years prior, we've always had a campaign that the money's gone towards the dream machine, the dream big appeal, the research we've been involved in over the years. Such a legacy. And even thinking of Brave, you know, back in the day when we put that idea forward, Dad was right behind Courage, but Brave, he was a little bit nervous about. I think he felt that we wouldn't get the same number of applications, same level of interest among the guys. And my goodness, have we been proven wrong. It just has been an equally amazing event. And, you know, Dad's at every one of these shows. You know, it started off with two Courage and the Catwalks back in 2013. And there's three Courage and the two Brave, so five shows across the weekend. And he's there at every single one. And he's there doing that vote of thanks. And it means a lot to all of us that are involved in this event. But for the chairman, being able to see these guys take to the catwalk and see the support that Friends of Anchor has given them and see the families in the room and the nurses and the staff that get to come and be part of the celebration in that space. It's just brilliant. When we see that fundraising figure that gets announced the last show by the chairman, what a feeling of just sheer ecstasy by everybody involved to know that they've played a part in that. I think we should finish off with one moment that really stands out for you. So if you have a little think on your standout moment, as am I. (laughs) I've given that question to you and I'm going to think. I suppose there's so many moments you could quote over the many years. I think for me, the standout moment is from week one meet, week one rehearsal to that last show. That's always a standout moment because you've seen their confidence grow in beauty inside and outside. So I think that's a standout moment for me. Plus the young girl I spoke about with the prothesis, you know, that she'd never worn a dress or anything before. And actually going down that catwalk with a dress on, not worried about trousers anymore. We'll keep in touch on Facebook. It's hard keeping in touch with over 200 over the years. But the amount that you actually see that they are wearing dresses now that would never have normally. So just the change in them, I think, is a standout moment for me. Their confidence and their belief in themselves. My standout moment would be the going every year to see them because I'm thrilled for them and I want to be there and be shouting and screaming, clapping, you know, because it's such a wonderful thing. And every year there's that line from you, Judy, you catch the chairman and you go, I'm ready. If you ever want me back on that catwalk, I'm good to go. It's where you're made for the stage, Judy. But thank you once again to Friends of Anchor. Thank you for courage. You've done a big job and it's been well worth it. Oh gosh, okay. Standout moment. I think I'm going to do a gay answer here. I'm going to do one general one and then one specific. So general, I think it's when we hear about their family in the application forms. A lot of them have nominated them or sent like supporting letters. We hear about the family certainly during rehearsals and getting to know the models. But I think it's when you have a little look out and you look at the family's faces. 
Once one model goes down, you can see the applause and the joy on the faces. You know who belongs to who, don't you? And I think just seeing their sheer delight, knowing the dark days they'll have gone through, they may still be going through, but on that weekend, it's just utter joy and love and happiness, really. Despite the circumstances and the kids at the end, the catwalk and the proud hubbies or the proud wives at Brave. Yeah, I think for me, that is always the highlight every year. And a specific was one of our models who never took her wig off. And even at nights, she'd put on a head covering so her husband wouldn't sear the bald head. For her, that was just her sense of control that she always had her wig on or her head covering on. I think he even said there were some nights it slipped and he made sure it was back over her head. So when she woke up in the morning, she thought he hadn't seen that. But on the last walk, last show, she took it off. She took off her wig and she swung it and... Just for me, that was just a moment of, wow, the courage to do that in front of an audience of, what is it, 600 at the Beach Ballroom. But how good had she felt? Absolutely. Before she she did it. I think that's the thing. It's their sense of belief. As we've all been saying to them and their families, say they're so beautiful to see them embrace it and have that sense of confidence or empowerment or whatever it is that takes them over in that moment. It's just brilliant. So thank you so much. I hope we've done Mike proud in this takeover because usually it's Mike the professional asking the question and we've just been having a natter. So thank you to Gail and to Judy for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Sarah, I have to say that did live up to expectation. Those are two exceptional ladies who have just spoken wonderfully well and very movingly about the event and the legacy that is Courage and Brave as well, of course. Let's just talk then about a couple of things in connection with the launch this month of Looking for the Models. I suppose one quick thing, the deadline for that, does everything have to be in by end of November or Christmas? Do you have a date already? Yeah, Mike, you've caught me off guard a little bit there in terms of the date. I believe it is the first week in January. I just can't give you the specific one. But what I would say is to check out all the communications that's going out in our model search and the date will be there. But yes, beginning of next year, because the panel date, the day that we all meet to review all the applications is just at the end of the month of January. So yeah, we'd encourage people to definitely consider and apply and get those applications in early. Super. And my second question to try and catch you out is to do with the event itself. You've moved to a bigger location, which is just tremendous, the P&J Arena, P&J Live. But I'm hearing that even with moving to the bigger venue, tickets are likely to be high in demand. What's the situation with that? That's right. The tickets for Courage, we are just operating a waiting list at the minute. The first sale that went out pre-sale is fully booked, but we keep the other remaining tables for the model reveal. Because obviously for our models that we haven't even chosen yet, get first dibs on that second release. And if there are any tables remaining, then it gets released to our waiting list. So we'd encourage anyone that would like to be at Courage next year, please get in touch with us in the office and we'll add you to the waiting list. Brave, again, we have got limited availability with this first release. I think that's really a big reason why we've moved the event. Yeah. There's lots that want to come and be part of that experience in the audience. But there are some tables for the Thursday night of Brave. And it's such a great night. It is just so much fun. So please, if you can get your friends together, gather work colleagues together, and get your name down and secure one of the tables for the Thursday evening, the debut show for PNJ Live mm. for us of Show Weekend. Don't miss it. No, don't miss it. That's tremendous. And what a great problem to have. It's just indicative of how the event has has grown and how much it means to everyone. 
So, Sarah, I've been absolutely thrilled that you've taken over today and very, very happy with the outcome and really memorable content. Is there anything final you'd just like to say on that theme of courage and uh, what we've been talking about? I think it's sheer appreciation. When this event first began, there was two of us in the team as staff members. And, you know, the team has got bigger. You know a lot of them, Mike. But, you know, we have been so reliant. And even as the team's got bigger, continue to be reliant on the network and the full just sheer number of people that are involved in putting these events on. You know, the volunteers, the, the backstage crew that make the models feel like superstars backstage with their makeup and their hair and their relaxation pods that we have backstage. The hospitality at rehearsal. You know, that is something that comes through from our models, how special they feel. But that experience just would not exist if it wasn't for the whole army of people that are involved. The chairman always speaks in the vote of thanks about his appreciation of our red army, he calls it. But, you know, all the red T's in the room, you know, again, the role that they play to put these events on. Feels a bit scary moving to PJ Live, but that thought wouldn't have come into our head if we didn't know that we had the full team there with us as we go into this next chapter. So I just think it's just appreciation to the models, the way they embrace the experience, to the families that put them forward and nominate them. Yeah, there's a whole lot of love for these two events and all the people that are involved. Love to sit and name them all, but you know who you are for anyone listening, but everyone that is involved, thank you, because you've made this event, these two events, what they are today. Sarah, thank you very much for hijacking this episode (laughs) of the Friends Banker podcast. From Sarah and me, thank you so much for listening this time mm-hmm. and we really hope that you'll join us again next time. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. This podcast has been brought to you by Free Range Podcasting. Let us take you and your podcast where you want to go. 